0: Well, welcome uh, Fellowship Asheville. How are you doing this morning? Good, good. My name is Fred. I get to be the uh, lead pastor here. Um, and today, where was I? Oh, here's here's what I hope happens today, right? I hope that we leave here today with more faith and trust in Jesus than we had when we walked in. And in particular, um, there is something uh, very specific that we're going to see that God needs from each of us. And as we go through today's passage, one, as Carol said, kids are in here, which is great, and it's fun. And that's the, the, the teaching that we're going to do today is, is a fun teaching, and we're going to have uh, some really great fun at the end. Are you all in for it? Yes. All right. Well, here's what I want to do. All right, first of all, I'm so glad y'all are in for it. That's great. Y'all have no idea what you just said yes to right? Okay, good, good, good. As like, hey, did, it, did, it, did it get out? All right, here's what I want to do. I want to read some Bible verses, and I want to see if you can guess what the theme of today's message is going to be, right? See if you can pick it. What I want you to do is I want you to listen for repeated words as I read these out, and I'm going to ask you at the end together if we can figure out what the theme is, right? First Corinthians 1.10 says this, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree with one another, so that there may be no divisions among you, and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. Galatians 3 says this, You are all sons and daughters of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. You are all one in Christ. Philippians 2 says this, Then make my joy complete. This is Paul writing, and he's telling this church, Listen, you want to make me happy? Do this. Make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose, doing nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Colossians 3 says this, Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. John 17, Jesus prayed. And he prayed not only for the disciples in front of him. He prayed for all the people that were going to say yes through them and after them. And he said, may they be brought into complete unity. And let the world know that you sent me and have, and, and me and have loved them even as you have loved me. In Ephesians Chapter 4, Paul says this, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle and be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Romans 12 says this, Live in harmony, which is another word for unity. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but, but be willing to associate with people of a low position. Do not be conceited. 1 Peter, are you all picking up on the theme, right? 1 Peter says this, just a couple more. Finally, all of you live in harmony, again, another word for unity, with one another. Be sympathetic, love as brothers, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing. And then finally, 2 Corinthians, Paul says, Finally, brothers and sisters, listen to my appeal, be of one mind and live in peace. All right, so, so any guesses? Here's the question. What are we talking about today? Right? Unity. Ezra, is that what you were going to say? Thank you for raising your hand. By the way, the only one who raised their hand. <laughs> Pay attention. Right? Is that what you were going to say, Ezra? Yeah. All right. So we're talking about unity, right? We're talking about getting along. That's, what, that's another word for unity. Unity means to get along, right? Right? And we're going to be talking about you and me getting along with each other. About us getting along with each other. Those in the church, those who have said yes to Jesus, getting along with each other. And, and guess what? Apparently, getting along is hard, right? Like like ask uh, Chris Rock and, and Will Smith, right? Getting along. I know, I just went there, didn't I? Isn't that fun? <laughs> getting along is hard. And notice, I just read a ton of verses about it. And do you know why the Bible... And I could have read a whole lot more, by the way. But do you know why the Bible talks so much about unity and talks so much about getting along? Because it's hard, isn't it? How many of you have ever gotten into a fight with a sibling, with a brother or sister? Yes, right? How many of you did this morning? Yes. One's breaking out right now. All right, like... Like, 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 we get in fights with those that we love. Have you ever been hurt by family members? Right? Have you ever been on a team and had somebody that was really, really good on the team and rub it in to everybody else about how good they were? Right? Well, church is the same. Church is the same as family. It's the same as a team. It's hard for us to get along. But here's what we're going to do today. We're going to see one way that we can get along better right? One way that we can get along better. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up to Psalm 133. If you don't have a Bible, it's okay. We've got some in the back. You can grab one on your way out. We'd love for you to have a copy of God's Word in your hands. You can also, uh, on your phone, uh, go to the Bible app. Uh, you can download that. If you click under events in Fellowship Asheville, the, the scriptures are there, right? Now, for those of you who are new today, we're coming to an end of a series called Coming Home. And we've looked at Psalms 120 through 134. Next week is our last week in this series, and then Easter is the week after that. And what we're doing is we're seeing these psalms in particular because they're called the songs of ascent, the psalms of ascent. It's the the songs that the nation of Israel would sing when they traveled from wherever they lived to the place they called home, Jerusalem, specifically the temple, as they would travel there uh, one to three times a year to worship. And so this was their playlist that they had as they, as they traveled. And that's what these chairs up here represent. They represent people that we have been praying for, right, to, to join this journey from the place they live to the place they call home, which is heaven. Like, like We've prayed for people to join this journey with us because we get to journey with Jesus here and experience life here, and then he takes us all the way into heaven. We get to experience the afterlife with him. And so we've been praying for people, and what we've learned as we've gone through these is that we need to sit in those chairs too, don't we? That we're all on this journey from the place we live to the place we call home. What we're going to see today, when done poorly, right, gives those who don't know Jesus a great reason not to follow him. When they see us not getting along, why in the world would they want to join? Why in the world would they want to follow the God we worship if we can't even get along, right? But listen to me. When we do the work of unity, when we do what we're going to see in the scriptures today, it also shows them who Jesus is. How loving and how vast and how merciful and how compassionate he is. That's why this is important. Well, let's look at Psalm 133 verse 1. And it says this, it says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Now remember, these are the songs that people would sing as they traveled to Jerusalem to, to, to worship. And when they're on these journeys, there would be other people traveling too. Like, like Jerusalem would get packed, you know, like, like no room at the end packed, right, is, is how packed Jerusalem would get. And, and these people sang this song as they approached Jerusalem to remind them of what could happen. Right? That they could have an opportunity to get along. Now remember, unity means to get along, and it means choosing to get along. Right? Which means, like, we don't all have to be the same. It's real easy to get along with someone who's exactly like you. Right? That that's not what unity is. Unity means that we can disagree, but we can't be disagreeable when we disagree, right? And here's why this can be hard. Sometimes the people that we need to get along with are just really different, right? Like in this church, there is all types of differences between us. And maybe those differences sometimes can make us mad because they think differently about something that we think They think differently about something that we hold very important and they hold it very important, but but yet it may be looked at in two different ways. Maybe people come from, from different backgrounds. There's all kind of reasons why the work of unity and why getting along is hard. But here's what this very first verse shows us. That when we, brothers and sisters, dwell together in unity, it is good. And it is pleasant. Now keep in mind, this this song is, is, is about the unity and the context of the nation of Israel. Israel had this, this, this covenant with God. They had this promise with God, this agreement with God. And when we're talking about getting along, I want to be clear. What we're talking about is getting along as a church. Getting along as people who have said yes to Jesus. Getting along as Fellowship Asheville and getting along with other churches full of people who have said yes to Jesus. Because Jesus' followers also have this agreement with God. Right? We have this agreement with Jesus to get along. Jesus said that when the world sees us getting along, they see him. And they see that there is a God. Well, look at how this song continues to describe getting along. Because it's going to seem a bit weird, like like it's going to get a little bit weird here. But I'll I'll explain it. Verse two says this: It says it is like precious oil on the head, running down from the beard. Now, I mean, I don't. I can look across and see. Uh, not too many of us have put oil on our head, right? It's not something that we do. It seems it seems a little bit weird. And and, and the oil in the beard, maybe, right? That that might happen. But oil on the head going down to the beard, what in the world is this about? Let me tell you, this oil is a particular type of anointing oil that's considered very precious and very meaningful. And this oil is often used to, to, to depict the work of God in someone. It's often used to depict uh, the work of the Holy Spirit. So these words are meant to remind us of two things. First, that unity really is the work of God. Like, y'all, the stuff I'm talking about today, it takes God to do that, right? When you see a group of different people working toward getting along with each other, you see God at work. It's why Jesus said, it's why Jesus said that we will be known for our love for one another. When people see us loving each other, they see the love of God. When people see us getting along, they see God it's why the direction of this oil starts at the head and flows down that direction is important right this 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 work of god starts with god and flows down to us top to bottom unity starts with god and flows down to us oftentimes i'll during premarital I'll sit with a couple and, and we're talking about their spiritual life together and what it means to be one. And I'll, I'll just draw a triangle. Just, and sometimes I won't even draw it. I'll just go like this. And I'll say, okay, if God is up here and y'all are each kind of the two lines going down on the side, the, the, you want to know how to get closer to each other as is, is you get closer to God. Because as the two of you are working towards getting closer to God, you become closer to each other in the process. The same thing is true about us. When we as a church strive to know Jesus better and to know the heart of God better and to live that out with each other and to live that out in front of the community before us, we get closer to God and we get closer to each other. It's why we do Serve Asheville with other churches. I right, Serve Asheville is this event we do once or twice a year where we partner with as many churches as, as we can to do service projects in this area. Because, y'all, here's the deal. When we talk to people outside of the church about what we're doing, and we say, yeah, this is Sunday morning or Saturday morning, we're a bunch of churches working together to help beautify the city and and do projects in the city. They're like, you mean the same church, right? No, 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 we're different churches. We're Baptist and Presbyterian and Episcopal and, and all kinds of denominations. We're all working together to do this. And every single time I've had a conversation with someone outside the church about it, they're like, wow, that's amazing. It's amazing that we can get so many people of different of different thoughts working together. And and what they don't know is because we all have one core thought, that Jesus' death and resurrection gives us a relationship with a God who loves us. And then the stuff that they see is different is the stuff that's outside of that. But what they see is they see, gosh, they see God at work. Look at the rest of verse 2. It says, It's like precious oil on the head running down on the beard. On the beard of Aaron running down on the collar of his robes. Right now, this gets a little weirder, right? Because now it's not just hair down into the beard. It's, it's, it's hair on this guy named Aaron. Well, Aaron was the first high priest. That's what we need to know about him. And on the first day of his job as high priest, when he was anointed as high priest, there was this ceremony to initiate him into that role. And part of that ceremony involved an anointing oil, just like we saw at the beginning of verse 2. And, and that anointing oil was, was poured on his head, and as it went down, it went down on the collars of his robe. Now, I've got a picture. I don't know if you can see it, but I've got a picture of what his robe is believed to have looked like. In his collar, you'll see like he's got this very colorful um, uh, like robe on, but over the top of that, he's got this breastplate. Right? And this breastplate had two stones that sat on either shoulder and then it went down to a breastplate that had 12 stones. Each stone represents a tribe of Israel. And so what this song, what this song is saying is that, is that this oil would go down from Aaron's head as the high priest and begin to drip and to begin to, to flow down onto this breastplate, onto the nation of Israel. And so this this breastplate represented the nation of Israel. And so unity is the work of God, but it's the work of God in God's people, right? And that's what this song is saying, that yes, this is God's work. It is the work of the Holy Spirit, and it flows down from the high priest, and it flows down to the people. You see that unity is the work of all of God's people, right? It's this incredible work that God works through us to do. And we saw it in all those New Testament verses, right, right? And there's another verse, too. And this is what I think is so cool about the New Testament, because here's what's easy to do. When you hear that, you think, okay, it goes, God, high priest, high priest to people. Got it. Fred, it's your job. It's your job to motivate us to do this. And and if you don't, I'm leaving. Right? That's what happens in church. They don't leave, leave. They just go to another church. It's fine. But the error in thinking is that it's my job or that it's the elder's job because what, what the New Testament does is, he, is, is Peter blows this category of thinking away so that we get to see it's everyone's opportunity to work with God to get along. Because look at this in 1 Peter. 1 Peter says this, it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. So this is Peter talking to a church just like us, only 1,000 years older, right? 2,000 years older. And he's saying, you are a chosen race, right? Like God chooses us. God draws us to him. When we say yes to Jesus, it's not a surprise to God, right? He has been working on our hearts and working on our souls uh, since before we were born, is what another song says. And he says, to those of you who have said yes to Jesus, you are a royal priesthood. In other words, you are a priest. You are a high priest. You're a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. In other words, what you see in the, in the New Testament is this picture of oil running down on the, on, the, on the head of the high priest and over the nation of Israel. Is that Peter says, guess what church? We're all priests now. We all get to do this work of ministry. We all get to proclaim what Jesus has done. We're all in this together, that unity isn't the work of one priest. According to Peter, we're all considered priests. Look at this last quality of unity. It is, verse 3, it says this, It is like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Zion. For, the, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing, Live forevermore. Now again, what in the world is this talking about, right? Mount Hermon in ancient Israel was in the far north of the country, and it was the highest point in the nation of Israel, right? The higher up you go, the larger the amount of dew is on that mountain. And this psalm is is recounting like people who live in this desert, arid culture, that there is a place of refreshment high up on the mountain. Right Where instead of waking up in the desert thirsty and having to work hard for water, there is a place on the, on, as the, the high part of this mountain where water is plentiful every morning. It gathers on leaves and all you have to do is pick it up and drink and it is refreshing. You see, this is, when, when we allow God to work with us and to get along, it is refreshing. Like, has anybody ever, like, mowed the yard or been uh, gone for a run and, and just jumped into a pool after? Or just been playing hard, right? And your heart and sweating and you just jump into a pool. That's refreshing, isn't it? And if you don't know what time of the year it is, it's really refreshing, right? Have you ever jumped into a creek that's, quote-unquote, refreshing, right? That's what this is. It is coolness on a hot day. It is, it is refreshing unity. Unity is refreshing to the people who do it. And why is it refreshing? Because it takes unity to do God's work. Now, see, the people that these chairs represent, they represent people that don't know Jesus yet. They also represent us as we travel from the place we live to the place we call home, But particularly to those who don't know jesus yet they need to see us getting along it is critically important and i don't think they see jesus when we don't get along but when we do it's refreshing now i've got to tell you i've been thinking of all kinds of ways to try and and illustrate this sermon to help it stick in our heads And I keep landing on one that makes me really, really nervous to do. This is the interactive fun part in case you're wondering when is this going to get fun, right? Like hopefully this next part is fun, right? Because it's an interactive kind of learning experience. Now, what I'm not going to do is have people come up here and get in a fight and make up in front of us, right? Although I've got some counseling skills. If we need to do that, we can, but let's do it after the service, right? Right? I want to do something a little bit more visual. Are y'all up for it? Yeah. Okay. So, here's what I'm going to do. Oh Gosh, I hope this works. All right. So, when I was a school teacher, we always said practice experiments before you do. Um, I didn't practice this, and I think you'll see why in just a minute. Let's see here. All right. Oh gosh. Okay. We'll fix that. We'll fix that. That's not a problem. All right. So. Inside, inside this bag is a feather pillow. Okay. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to cut this feather pillow open. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's a lot of feathers. You know, I have two of these at home. And my wife said, one pillow will be enough. I think she's right. Oh, this is so... Feathers are gross, y'all. All right. So, here's the deal. <laughs> Who's regretting sitting up close right now? <laughs> Did you plug that in for me, Matt? Thank you. Okay, so here's what these feathers represent, right? Right? This pile of feathers represents all the things that can wrongly divide a church, right? And and it's not just Fellowship Asheville. These things represent the things that can wrongly divide us from other Jesus-following, Jesus-proclaiming churches, right? Now, Henry, there are valid reasons to divide a church. If a church stops teaching Jesus and, and stops teaching about the goodness of God through Jesus Right? Like, that's a good time to divide. We always go with Jesus. But for every other reason, we get along. Right? Because when people see us getting along, they get to see God. These feathers represent what's happening in the church. It's a call for us to work together at the work of unity. Right? Right? It's not a call for us to work together in unity with those who don't follow Jesus. There may be times where our paths cross to work on projects and to to work on initiatives in the city, and that is great. But eventually, paths divert. Eventually, they take one path, we take another. We still love them, but that's not the unity that I'm calling us to and not the unity that the Scriptures calls us to. These feathers represent the things which can wrongly divide the people of God. So let me ask you, what what are those things? What can make it hard for us to get along in the church? What do y'all think? Ooh, politics, right? Last time I checked, Jesus hasn't run for office, which means we're free to vote for whoever we think is the best candidate. And I'll tell you, there are Democrats and Republicans and Libertarians all in this church and then other independents and create new ones. Why? Because we all center on Jesus. Politics, yes. What else can divide a church? doctrine yeah like like not that important doctrine of who jesus is and what he's done but all those other doctrines that 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 kind of that kind of spur off from that like some of those we hold as ultimate that they're just not and those things can can wrongly divide a church when they're not essential what else culture culture can divide a church do we side with culture do we not like like all of that how about gossip have you ever seen gossip divide a church? Oh, it sure can. You know what else can divide a church? Y'all, I've seen this. Carpet color. You laugh, but in some churches, that is serious business, right? Legalism, right? Like having all these rules of what it means to be a Christian outside of following Jesus, that can divide a church. Racism can divide a church. Worship music can divide a church. Volume of worship music can divide a church. Right? Offering certain programs, not offering certain ministries, that can divide a church. Past religious hurt can divide a church. The problem is these issues don't stay in one place up here. You know what they do? (laughs) Y'all know what they do, don't they? They get everywhere. Right? They do this. Jesus, help us. All right, which direction am I going to go with this? That way? Oh, yeah, this gets loud. This gets loud, but it'll go fast. Ready? At least I hope it goes fast. Oh, suckers right here. All right. There we go. All right. Yeah, let's just move this out. Okay, so. Yeah, for those of you who brought masks, smart move. All right, I promise we didn't use these pillows very much. Here's the deal, y'all. This is the stuff that divides us. Right? Some of y'all are like, it sure does. I'm never coming back. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> right? And here's the deal with this. Right? The way we deal with this is critically, critically important. Because if I tell you we're not leaving here till these are picked up, right? And I tell you, if you believe that it's my job to pick it up, guess what happens? We're here till next week. If you believe that it's the elder's job to pick these up, guess what happens? We're still here till next week. If it's the staff's job, we're still here till next week. But. What if, what if it's all of our jobs? What if we all started picking this stuff up? Y'all want to? Put your mask on, let's start picking it up. And here's the bag, let's put it back in the bag. I'll get this stuff up on the stage later. I'm serious, everybody, let's get up and start picking this stuff up. This is the interactive fun part, isn't this fun? Like pick up what you can, bring it in here, yes, thank you, thank you, yes, it's everybody's job, hey, oh, thank you, thank you, oh, this is awful, I'm so sorry, you guys, I know what I'm doing this afternoon. Uh huh. Yes, we are getting it back. Oh, I hope nobody is going someplace fancy today for lunch. That's just it. If you see it on your neighbor, pick it off of them. How many? How many of you think we're going to be seeing feathers for years? I'm getting the most feathers. Good job. Thank you. Good job. These feathers are COVID free. COVID free. Yep. Bird flu, maybe not, but. Oh, good job. All right. Bring your feathers up here and head on back to your seats, and we'll finish up. You're welcome. Well, thanks. Thanks. Welcome to Fellowship Asheville today. We're all in this together. Thank you, Carl. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Will. Thank you. Uh-huh. Great day to wear black, isn't it? It's a good thing you didn't get letting do too much. I know. Can you imagine? Oh. Thank you. You're <laughs> welcome. Thank you. All right. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. We will be dealing with feathers much longer than I thought we would. So church, let me ask you. Is the work of unity my job? No. Is the work of unity our job? Yes. Now, as annoying as this is, right? As annoying as this dust is, as annoying as these feathers are going to be probably for the next 30 years, (laughs) right? I want us to to realize the reality of this. Division is something that a church always deals with. That's why the, the scripture is full of a call to unify, a call to unity. Because this stuff, this stuff that divides us is always here. And it's our job to do the work of unity to get along, right? Because when we do, right, when we do, people get to see Jesus. And so let me ask you, is that worth it? Is it worth it to deal with all this stuff so that people can see Jesus? Yeah, it is. And again, I'm really sorry. I had no idea. In my mind, I pictured feathers, not like dust. Let's pray. <laughs> Jesus, I hope you're laughing. I think you are, and, and uh, I think you love to see us getting along. I think you love to see us do the work of getting along. And I think you're glorified in it. And so, so, God, I pray for us as a church that we would do the work of getting along with each other. I pray for us as a church that we would do the work of getting along with other churches. Because you are worth it. Because you are enough. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.